0: Hi, this is Steve Thompson, and today we'll be reading the rest of Matthew chapter 10. But I want to remind ourselves that in the flow of the narrative, Jesus has just pulled together his 12 closest disciples and given them a mission. It was their turn to do exactly what they saw him doing, but he wanted them to have fair warning that they would be treated exactly as they had seen him be treated. So we start with verse 16, and we'll read to the end of the chapter. "'Look, I am sending you out as sheep among wolves, so be shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. But beware, for you will be handed over to the courts and will be flogged with whips in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers.' But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. When you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking, it will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. A brother will betray, bro- betray his brother to death, a father will betray his own child, and children will rebel against their parents. And cause them to be killed, and all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. When you're persecuted in one town, flee to the next. I tell you the truth the Son of Man will return before you have reached all the towns of Israel. Students are not greater than their teacher, and slaves are not greater than their master. Students are to be like their teacher and slaves are to be like their master. And since I, the master of the household, have been called the Prince of Demons, the members of my household will be called by even worse names. But don't be afraid of those who threaten you, for the time is coming when everything that is covered will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. What I tell you now in the darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout from the housetops for all to hear. Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body, they cannot touch your soul. Fear only God, who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it, and the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. Anyone who receives you receives me, and anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet as one who speaks for God, you will be given the same reward as a prophet. If you receive a righteous people because of their righteousness, you will be given a reward like theirs. And if you give even a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, you will surely be rewarded." when we read scripture, we're just going to come across things that don't make sense to us. We're going to have questions. We're going to be curious about what's going on, what's the background that we're missing, or what's the context that would help us to understand uh, this particular passage as the first hearers or readers would have understood it. And I would recommend that when we come across this stuff, Take time to Google it uh, for perspectives and answers or look up some dependable commentaries. It's for sure worth it. But don't miss the main point of the passage and get sidetracked by a detail. And so I want to focus on the main uh, picture of this passage. Clearly, Jesus wanted his disciples to head out on his mission fully equipped with his power and his authority, with their eyes wide open about the obstacles and pushback that they were going to inevitably face. He didn't want them to limp back discouraged and blindsided because they had overly optimistic expectations. The reality of following Jesus and sharing his life with others was going to meet resistance. It still does. And there's painful pushback. But it's worth it. It is worth it. You will be faced with people in power who could change your life dramatically and make it miserable. But you will also experience the Spirit giving you words you didn't even know you had. It's worth it. You may have your entire family reject you and face abandonment and loneliness. I did, Jesus says. But you will also receive a family you never knew you had it's worth it. Whatever you're attached to that you most fear losing, give it to me. I am worth it. Following me and inviting others to me is worth it. For me recently, Jesus has made me acutely aware of my addiction to comfort. I truly enjoy being comfortable, like from the clothes I wear to the routine of my day to the way I have conversations, I have basically habituated keeping life at a manageable comfort level. Just over six months ago now, we we moved. We sold a house that I absolutely loved and moved to a place that's nowhere near as comfortable for me, and there's a bunch of reasons why we made this move, but a major thread among those ball of reasons was that I felt like the Holy spirit was saying that I had stagnated in my comfort and I needed to be pushed into new territory that was unfamiliar and not neatly in the realm of my manageability for sure out of my comfort zone. And a big part of it is for my own soul. And also another huge part of it is for a mission that, that God has, that he continues to invite me and all of us and my family for in this particular instance to be a part of. So don't get me wrong. I still have millions of other ways in which I cling to my own life and my own comfort. But thankfully, Jesus patiently and mercifully continues to invite me to let go of each of them so that I can experience true life, true purpose, True wealth, so that I can more deeply hold on to and experience my father, is worth it. It's always worth it. So, I guess I'd simply invite you today to reflect on any ways in which you're avoiding pain or discomfort or hard conversations or out of your comfort zone experiences because you're concerned about the pushback or the pain or the loss, or the cost. And then, if Holy Spirit identifies any of those things in your life, I'd encourage you to ask Father God how He wants you to step forward into that risk, into the unknown, into the uncomfortable, into the unmanageable, in order to experience His presence and see people's lives change through the freedom and healing that he wants to bring through you. And so I'll just kick off that meditation and reflection with this prayer. Lord, you've invited us to be about your mission today. Uh, I'm thinking much of our day may be business as usual with work and school and family and chores and all the stuff that makes up life. But we also recognize our habit of insulating ourselves much of the time from failure and risk and pain and suffering and discomfort. Jesus, for whatever it is that we've grabbed to surround ourselves with, would you remind us again of the rewards set before us, the joy of knowing and experiencing you, and allow that to overwhelm us with just how worth it you are. Invite us again to peel off those protective layers and to hand over to you the fears and concerns. You love us so much. You are concerned about every tiny concern of ours, and you care more deeply than we possibly could. You are good, and you want good things for us. And so we declare with our mouths that you are worth it. And now give us the courage to declare with our lives and our actions that you are absolutely worth it. Amen.